Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we continue our adventures with Robin Hood, but we're not watching the adventures of Robin Hood. We've already done that. We're watching Robin Hood from 1991, not starring Kevin Cosner. <laughs> what? Yes, there was more than one Robin Hood film released in 1991, and it's the one that you at home chose in our audience film poll. So uh, we're digging out this film, which stars Patrick Bergen and Uma Thurman and others. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to say up front, I didn't know this film existed until it was suggested for this film poll, so I have not seen it. I apologise in advance. That is A-OK. <laughs> Luckily, someone has also not seen it, so joining Hello. me on this journey, it is Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. Dr. Ellen, welcome back to the programme. Thanks for having me. We've not had you on for about almost three months. It's, has it been that long? It's been it's been ten episodes since you're on nine or ten yeah. episodes. So you know that's fine. I was in I was on a bunch in a row anyway. Yeah, last yeah. time. So they were probably sick of me anyway. So. Yeah, you are you are our most frequent guest, but uh, I am. But, I am. But yes, uh, get up to much during your two month break or whatever it was. Um. Yeah, I was pretty busy with work and stuff. I've spent the past month dominoing from one sickness to another, so that was oh, fun. Jesus. No, no. I, okay, so here's the thing. I had a week of suspected strep, which I never got the results back for. So I'm. Pretty Assuming it was strep, but Ooh. they never told me what I actually had when I went and got tested. And then I had suspected rhinovirus, and then I found out it definitely was rhinovirus because I got COVID. Oh, <laughs> so I had rhinovirus and then rolled straight into COVID. And when I got tested for um, the COVID, they tested me for other respiratory stuff, and they said, yes, you do have rhinovirus as well. Oh. And I was like, great. So, yeah, I was already sick and then got double sick on top of it. Oh, wow. But so you're okay now. I'm okay now, yes. yes. No, I'm all good now. I'm all out of isolation and healthy. So I should have called a doctor. Good. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I did, I did have a doctor looking after me. Stephen, Stephen <laughs> somehow magically didn't manage to catch COVID off me, which I'm very impressed by. Mm. Um, so he was, he was bringing me food three times a day and pushing it through my little jail cell bars like (laughs) i was in covid jail yes so aside from multiple illnesses it's been okay aside from that i've been fine yeah no it was great it wasn't too bad so robin hood 1991 no idea i know i know i know i know uma thurman's in it i'm like okay although do you know what i mean like i don't i i don't think that i've seen this one but like it might have been on the tv at some point when i was a kid i probably won't know until i watch it Okay. But I don't think I've seen it. I'm I'm like ninety nine point nine nine percent sure I haven't seen okay. it. And I love Uma Thurman, so yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, she's great. Um, this is Robin Hood. Um, yes. So you know we we we're we're all pretty familiar with the tale of Robin Hood. Oh yes. Are, are you, where do you stand on Robin Hood as like this sort of mythic figure? Are you are you a fan of the stories? Do you not really care for them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Like, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's like you just like you know that this exists. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really like Men in Tights, which I know that you'll be doing soon. Yes. Which is exciting. Um, that's probably my, my, my biggest Robin Hood film. I haven't seen the Disney one, I haven't seen the Errol Flynn one. Um obviously like Robin Hood actually we did The Last Unicorn a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um the the characters from Robin Hood turn up as like a little illusion in that. Mm. So like, it's it's the kind of thing. It's one of those pop culture things that you run into. Mm. But you, it's not you, one that you're a big fan of. It's not one that I'm like, oh my god, yes, like Robin Hood. Like I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting like set of stories. Okay. It's it's kind of like you know the the Arthurian Knights and Knights of the Round Table and all that kind of thing. It's like this is like a part of our like collective consciousness of like media and stuff. But I'm not like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Like, okay. Yeah. So it's fun. It's good fun stuff. All right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how you go with this one then, uh, with really? your with your dispassionate, removed view of Robin Hood as a figure. I think he's fine. Like, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not particularly excited one way or another about Robin Hood. So. Okay. Well, luckily yeah. we have someone who has seen this film, and we're going to find out his Robin Hood thoughts. It is Simon Haynes. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Ellen. It's been Hello. a while. It has yes. been a while. Uh, it's probably been about a similar length of time for you as well since yeah, you were last. I think on. The last time we were both, well, three of us seen together was Godzilla. Yeah. Oof. That was fun. Well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, this will be better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, so, Robin Hood, nineteen ninety one. Yes, with uh, Uma Thurman. With Uma Thurman and not <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner. Uh, it was, was a TV movie, wasn't it? Made for TV. Well, <laughs> it was a British production. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what it was. It um, was. It was meant to be a theatrical release. Yeah. And then it wasn't. And no. it was in some countries. Ooh. Yeah. But it, we'll, we'll get onto that. 
So uh, my history with this particular movie is I uh, got it out on VHS because I really did not like the Prince of Thieves movie and this is another one I was just like, well, let's watch it. Mm. And oh, this is this is a really weird particular time we think about because Patrick Bergman was going to be one of those, was like those next big actors because mm. he was like, he got off of, I think it was a Sleeping with the Enemy with mm. Julia Roberts and that was mm. like, oh yeah, this huge movie, he's going to be this big star and then, and then he did nothing this. happened. Yeah, because I don't know who he is. Yeah, so... Mm. This is this is one of those weird Hollywood things where sometimes they'll two different ple- people, two different companies will produce the same movie at the same time. Uh, like Dante's Peak and Inferno, Dante, yeah, um, uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah, exactly. So um, Princess yeah. and the Cobbler and Aladdin. Yeah. So I don't know too much about the history of this, but I just remember watching it. And the only thing I'll say is I don't like dark gritty reboots just mm-hmm. in general. But I think this one predates that kind of era. So this was trying to do a bit more of that. You know, this is like a real thing of happened you know a bit more realistic but it wasn't trying to do that modern thing of like this is the true tale of robin hood this is just like no it's just more of a drama than so it's not it's not like um the king arthur that came out in the early 2000s which was like we're going to do the roman soldier thing and the blah 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 and all of that no it's been so long that that i so crap (laughs) i love it i love it i love it what i can remember it does just do the robin hood tale but it's more of a drama than anything else i completely forgot that uh uma thermal was in it to be perfectly honest Mm. but this was also pre-pulp fiction so this wasn't yeah this is just uma thurman this wasn't you know, big Hollywood star. Well, yeah, Uma she's Thurman. really she's she's still pretty young at this point. She would yeah. have been twenty, twenty one, because yeah, must have been. Her first film, I think, was Baron Munchausen. Yeah, yeah, it was, and that was eighty nine. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's only a couple of so years. She's after really that. early into her career there. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's fab though. I love her. Oh yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. And and Robin Hood for you, Simon. Are you a Robin Hood fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably mirror the same thing. Okay, so there's been some great Robin Hood stuff, mm-hmm. and there's been some god awful Robin Hood stuff. Mm. I'm gonna probably gonna cop a lot of hate for this, but my least favorite rendition of the Robin Hood tale was the one in Doctor Who. Not Robert of uh, Robot of Sherwood. Oh, that was great. He fought episode. Peter Capaldi with a spoon. What's wrong uh, with that? Everything. <laughs> what? This but, is my spoon. Remember what I was saying about that whole meta-narrative of this is the true story? Yeah. And the yeah. whole subtext of that episode is, no, 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 Robin Hood was a real person, even though we know for a fact that he was a fiction, or at least he was an amalgamation of different... It was um, like a fable. Yeah, it was like an amalgamation of different fables and different characters throughout that time. Mm-hmm. So, no, the real Robin Hood did not steal from the rich to give to the poor. He just stole from the rich, for example. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. someone else did the whole thing of the merry men living in Sherwood Forest. So... Like, I mean, myth- kind of, like like Arthurian legends as well. Like a yes. lot of stuff just got smushed together yeah. and yeah. now it's part of the Like a lot of mythology. But Doctor Who was like, no, 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 this guy really... Even though the Doctor throughout the entire episode is going, no, no, you're a fiction. You're a fictional character. You must be a robot. And I was like, no, I'm really... Re-. Oh, I hated that thing. But um, <laughs> before we get too <laughs> dogged into the, <laughs> yeah. the swamp so, that so is Robin Not Hood. a fan of the Doctor Who episode with Robin Hood. That's, um, that's, that's okay. But uh, I haven't seen the Monday one they did about three or four years ago. Oh, with Taron Edgerton? Yeah, that, that looked really shonky. And I haven't seen the... The only reason I haven't seen the, the Oliver Stone one with Rusty Crow is um, I wanted to see the original version of it, which was actually going to be Russell Crowe playing the Sheriff of Nottingham as yes. the good guy. Oh, that was the original intention okay, of that film. And then somewhere along the line in pre-production, some producer went... No one wants to watch a Robin Hood movie where Robin Hood's the bad guy. I'm like, yes, we do. I mean, yeah, they kind of do. That's like anonymous, where like yeah. it's it's about ah, uh, what if Shakespeare didn't write his things and it was actually this Earl yeah. guy and Shakespeare's just a bit of a dickhead in it and it's great. <laughs> Can I just point out this Earl guy? Is it like the Earl of somewhere or a guy named Earl? No, no, That's... the Earl of whatever. Yeah, I can't it was played by it is. Jason Lee. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a great film though. Except it makes Shakespeare <laughs> stands really mad. Yeah. But no. yeah, but probably Francis Bacon stands. Honestly, love thought, it. honestly thought you were going to say Shakespearean academics, not Shakespeare stands. Which well, yeah, Shakespearean <laughs> academics. Who are Shakespeare stands? As a general yeah. rule, the Stratfordians versus the the the, the other ones. Yeah. There's like the factions, and they're like, no, he didn't. Uh, he it was somebody else, and he they, they just mm. put it under his name and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm. so it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah. I just I just had another thought about Robin Hood though. Mm. Um, so okay, I when I was about. Eight or nine ish. I actually did a dance competition, a dance troupe 
we did a tap dance and mm. we were Robin Hood. So I actually <laughs> had pictures of me in like a sparkly Robin Hood costume. Mm. So you did Men in Tights? You did Men in Tights? No, we didn't do Men in Tights. It's, no, no, there's a song. No, no, there's a literal song. And I don't know who it's by. I'll have to look it up. But it's like Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the glen. Robin Hood, Robin yeah, Hood, yeah, with a his classic. band of men. Feared by the rich, loved by the good, Robin Hood. Yeah, I danced to that. I did like okay. a like a tap troupe to that when I was about eight. So I'm going to have to see if I can find the photograph mm. for you. And then did you go tight tights at any point? No, no, uh-huh. we didn't. Because, well, it wouldn't have been out. This was like, so this would have been 90... When did... When, when 93, did, Men in Tights. Okay, so Men in Tights was definitely out. But uh, they're not the kind of thing you would get a bunch of like eight-year-old girls to do. No, but I, I think some, I think somebody in your dance school just really liked Men in Tights and was like, we'll do a Robin Hood dance routine. Very unlikely. Um, <laughs> but no, I have a... I have, I actually still have that costume somewhere and it is tiny, but it is, it is sequined. It is. So like, like yeah. the Robin Hood costume from 1938 there, or Flynn Walk, <laughs> which has sequins and glowy gems and things. Yeah, no, yeah. well, this is, this is, it was itchy as hell though. Mm. Honestly, one of the itchiest, most uncomfortable costumes I've ever worn. Awful. But a lot of my dance costumes in that era were very itchy. So, okay. you know, that's just part and parcel of it. I've got the hat somewhere too. So in short, Simon is ambivalent to Robin Simon Hood. is ambivalent also. I, I say, I do remember watching this movie, enjoying this movie when I first watched it. Mm. And I've seen it at least two or three times when I re- rented on VHS. Mm. Like the week I had it. Back in those days. Yes. Mm. That's nostalgia for you. Yes, it certainly is. Okay, well, with all that being said, shall we watch Robin Hood 1991? Not the Kevin Cosner one, but the one with Uma Thurman. <laughs> Yeah, That's a very long title. I should have kept that. Do it. <laughs> okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and don't tell me it's not worth trying for. You can't tell me it's oh, not worth God. dying for. You Damn know it. it's true. Everything oh. I do, I do it for you. Oh wait, that's from the wrong one. Never mind. I anyway, let's watch Robin Hood, 1991. Uma Thurman, not Kevin Costner. Welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Robin Hood, 1991, with Uma Thurman and not Kevin Cosner. And I'm joined once again by my special guest, Simon Haynes. Hello, hello. And Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello, hello. Uh, Dr. Ellen, that was your first time watching Robin Hood, 1991, with Uma Thurman and not Kevin Cosner. What did you think? <laughs> um, it started off a bit kind of like, eh, but it got a lot better as it went along. Mm-mm. It started off really poorly because it used a shit font. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with papyrus. There is everything wrong, wrong with papyrus. It is just way overused. And I know that this film is from 1991 and they maybe didn't, you know, know any better. But also... There weren't a bunch of shop fronts with papyrus. But also the annoying thing is, is that, okay, so we've watched this on, is this on what, Netflix? Disney Plus. Okay, so we're on Disney Plus and like the font that they've used on the on the loading screen for it here is really cute. I think It's got is... a little arrow. It's got a little like... I think that's the the uh, cover art they they're from the. Well, why didn't they use that for the titles? Did uh, they not have the funds to pay for it for the titles? Ask uh, the font guy at. Uh, uh, I don't even know what studio did this. It, actually. It, Fox. It's, it's almost like you're implying that there was Fox. a font guy who was no. really focused. It was 20th Century Fox. Oh uh, yeah, but the... sometimes it's like distributing versus production. Think... But yeah. In any case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Font was disappointing. Beginning, I was like, I'm not digging this. And then it just got more and more fun as it went along. By the end mm. of it, I was like, I am on board. Yeah. I am on board. So you enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I did. Simon, this is your first time watching it in a while. Yeah. Uh, how, how was it revisiting? <laughs> it's weird because I, 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 yeah, I was saying earlier, like, yeah, this is a dark and gritty movie. And I, I was, it's kind of not. <laughs> no, it no, is. no. It is. It is a, it's At very, times. It's very camp in some ways but it's like compare i think oh, it's robin hood it's got to be camp though comparative to prince of thieves i think yeah this feels a lot more grounded and solid in in many ways and also they're not trying to justify having so many americans on the cast and uh yeah i my brain i think the image of harry in the stockade above the drawbridge those probably yeah. steered, seared into my brain so whenever i think of this movie i think that very horrific scene. That was like very full on because like the rest of it, it's like, oh, we're going to be like fighting people. There's going to be mm. no blood though. Yeah. There's like the blood when they cut his neck. There's, there's a couple of bloody heads. There's a couple of bloody head heads. Head. Yeah. But like they're bashing each other with swords and stuff. People are getting like stomped on. Oh yeah. No blood. And then and then just casually, oh, there's a dead dude in a cage with maggots crawling out of his eye sockets. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> 
it was That's intense. It yeah. was unusually intense in the yeah. middle, in the middle. Um I I had not watched this film before as we said before and obviously we're in the middle of Robin Hood month. So <laughs> yeah. I've seen a few Robin Hood films now. <sighs> this is a really good Robin Hood film. It is. Yeah. It's it's and and I will say it it's not perfect. No. There are oh, no. there are definitely issues with it. But I had a much better time than I thought I was going to have with mm. this film. Um, particularly because aside from Uma Thurman and it turns out David Morrissey was in this film. Yeah, I, oh my gosh. I, yeah. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, I, I like, didn't really hello. know much of the cast. Uh, Simon, mm. I think you phrased it as this cast has a lot of, oh, that guy from that thing. Yeah. That guy from that thing. Yeah, the 10 British actors. Yeah, yeah. They all got together and made a Robin Hood film. And it's... Mm. But it's it's quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, and you know it it's it's the story of Robin Hood, yeah. as you know, guy w- w- in forest fighting rich dudes. Um, you know he, he is very much the Batman of twelfth uh, <laughs> century England. Um, but this film uh, does provide a little bit more of the backstory than the sort of more traditional ones, mm. like in the Errol Flynn and the Disney one that we've already watched. He's just a guy in a forest going around stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Like yeah. that, they don't bother too much with the the backstory. You might get a mention of ah, he used to be this lord. In this version of the film, we you see get to see him. Yeah, we see Robin as uh, a baron or an earl, mm. um, and we see how he loses that title uh, when he falls out with his friend, the sheriff of Nottingham, or what he roughly is in this yeah. film, uh, Roger, um, who Roger, yeah, who is the <laughs> the baron. Um, are you wagging me? Uh, can I just say, it's very difficult to watch this. It was difficult to watch this film mm. having watched a lot of Monty Python. Yes. <laughs> and having watched... Because, like, you know, they'd be going through the streets and they were, like, crappy-looking streets and he'd just be like, must be a king. Why? Yeah, and then got shit all over him. Like, we were just quoting other films. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. Specifically, Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. And a and little bit, little bit many tights. Like, it's, it's tough mm. not to because... They parried it so beautiful. Yeah, the entire so is essentially a response to Robin Hood, the entire genre, specifically Prince of Thieves. But yeah, yeah I think they even took stuff from this now in retrospect. Yeah, mm-hmm. now I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, this is familiar. Yeah, mm. it's. I, I think it's it's really interesting though that this film, I, I would say, does quite a classic gritty reboot version mm. like something yeah. that we've seen a lot more of with like the the russell crowe film from 2010 the mm. taron edgerton one from 2018 where they've gone a lot more into that like backstory of like how he fell from being Grace. an aristocrat <gasps> whereas in this one they've kind of gone this is just kind of like a i don't want to say a bare bones template but it seems like a more simple yeah it's pretty simple mm. a pretty simple but effective takedown i mean we, we have but honestly the whole thing is mm. that it's just like his mate's like oh don't be mean to this guy and he's like fine i'll stick up for this guy and then they just have a dig measuring contest and he loses i think it's really interesting though that they frame <laughs> I mean, a, really they frame a lot of this around that conflict between the normans and the saxons yes yeah because of course it's it's the 1100s so there was a little thing called the battle of hastings that happened a couple of <laughs> generations back which mm. led to oh, uh, the normans coming in and claiming british land and the saxons normans. yeah the saxons there uh <laughs> you know being help help they're being oppressed uh and yeah. uh, th- this film kind of focuses a bit on that more mm. so than other versions yeah. that i've seen recently like the the 1938 version with errol flynn does have a lot of um Ah oh, no! This is the Normans have come in and they're overtaxing us, but and that's bad. This film really plays into that a bit more, mm. and it, we have a lot less Prince John than other versions. Prince, yeah. Prince John is he's essentially such a bitch in this. Though. He's great. He just he, turns oh, up yes. and he's just like, "Well, you're just a bit shit," and off he goes. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay." What's it called when a Deus Ex Machina is a bad guy? Because that's what he is. He literally, <laughs> he literally turns up and goes, "Try harder," and then be more evil, and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it. That's all we see of it. It is very pantomime. But, but but I can see why I can see why this has become such a popular story for pantomime. Because honestly mm. So it's funny now I think about it, like, you know, the original Errol Flynn American Hollywood production and you saying about the taxations and what do Americans love more than their own uh backstory in its of itself like Guns? kicking the British out oh yeah that too but kicking the British out because of no re- taxation about representation I mean yeah and do you know so, who's worse than the Britons the Normans <laughs> who became the Britons yeah this is where it all started 
So, so it's funny that I never, I never even thought about it until literally you just said that. It's like you know, and yeah. also 1930s America post yeah. post the Great post Depression. Like, yeah. yeah, post no, depression, post post the Great Crash twenty nine. Yeah. Like, can you? Oh, Ooh. yeah, and I think it's so. Th- so this film has yeah, Robin's a, a lord. Uh, oh no, he's not because he went yeah. and insulted his friend and revealed that his granddad was a pirate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, apparently is a really bad thing. Everyone's like, what? Woo. And so uh, because of that, um, he Roger... He him of his title. Yeah, Roger completely overreacts um, and basically just banishes him. Mm. Just goes, right, well, you're banished. I'm taking everything. You're banished and gets mm. him out of there. Um, we also get some interactions there with Sir Miles, who he offended by not allowing him to pluck out the poacher's eyes uh, and visit Norman Justice on this poacher. Mm. Really, this whole film's over a dead deer. I've just realised, like, they, like, it, yeah, it's you dare it, to kill a king's deer. Yeah, dare well, to kill a king's well, that's just it. It, it was about land rights, king. though, because yeah. you know, Robin's yeah. going. It's a symbol. Yeah, Robin. It's a symbol. These are these are my lands. Yeah, because the stag is a symbol of yeah. Britain, Britain, and that's why you've got the fox and you've got the badger and you've got all these other these yeah, British the first animals. two minutes. Of this film is just British wildlife. It was just the animals of Farthing Wood. Yeah, yeah like the, the condensed version, honestly. They just sort of took some uh, footage from David Attenborough and just muted it. Yeah. You see that here, fox the Norman feudal lord, Norman feudal lord. Yeah. trying to take more money <laughs> than is good for him. This won't end well. And this, the, the humble peasant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Robin loses his titles, goes yeah. off into the woods, meets a big guy called Little John, uh, who I have to say, David Morrissey. He's great. Great casting as Little John. Yeah. yeah. Just, just wonderful. And nice that his staff is a bit shit. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. And it wasn't like, oh, I've got two proper stubs. It was like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna fight me with a branch. Yeah, and I'm gonna fight you with a stick. And it's not a straight. It's not a proper staff. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's well, a they are stick. supposed to be the underdogs. So. I know it was great though. Yeah, it was I, lovely. And then of course, uh, hilarity ensues where he saves uh, him from drowning. Yeah, they become the <laughs> merry men. Uh, they join up with this gang. Robin's got all this really good information on how to steal from the very rich. Oh, this is great. Uh, oh, uh, then some trouble. Then Maid Marian gets involved. There's a love thing, as always. And then big fight at the end. It, it's just the only thing this version and was really missing. Marriage? A marriage, yeah. The only thing this version was missing from the other more sort of um, from the classic Robin Hood retellings that we've seen in the film mm. is the archery contest. We got a bit yeah. of yeah. it with um, Robin proving himself by shooting the stick. Yeah. But we didn't have the full-on, we'll trap Robin with the archery mm. contest. Well, they yeah. do uh, a little bit of that in a different way, which is the trapping of Robin with the main Marion fake-out. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah so that it's was actually pretty smartly done. Yeah. I was, I was... But when they introduced the six-foot bows, I'm like, oh, they're going to use the bows and they're going to split the other arrow. They're going to Because that's the, the, like, mm. the mega arrow from mm. Men in Tights. And I was like, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm like, oh, I spent Robin's arrow in twain. Like, you know. I just want to watch I Men lost. in Tights now. Yeah. I can't lose. Well, come back next week and uh, you'll be able to get Men in Tights. Yes! So we're giving you scores for next week. Episode. Oh, no, honestly, I love Men in uh, Tights. Honestly, since we've done this, all people have gone on about is, I want to watch Men in Tights. Let's watch Men in Tights. Men in Tights is like the best. Yeah. Well, it, is, it is a great Robin Hood film, specifically <laughs> because it takes the piss out of it. But this It's I, beautiful. And I absolutely won't disagree with that. And um, mm. Men in Tights is to Robin Hood what Blazing Saddles is to Westerns. Like, yes. It very much is. Yes. But I Mel feel Brooks, as though... we owe you so much. But, but I feel as though it's really interesting looking at the context of when this Robin Hood film was made yeah. mm. and comparing it with Men in Tights, which was only two years later, yeah. and also comparing it with uh, Kevin, Kevin Costner's Costner Everything I Do, I Do It For You, Robin Hood, um, <laughs> Prince of Thieves. So you have this sort of flurry of Robin Hood films in the early 90s. And I suppose it's pretty easy to get Robin Hood fatigue. It, it's mm. a bit, I mean, it's the same thing you said where you get studios making identical films almost yeah. you know mm. dante's peak to um inferno. volcano inferno and, and those kind of things um volcano, it feels like a real shame mm. that this is the one that's been kind of brushed under yeah. the rug because it's pretty good well, the thing was it's as a well, pretty good robin hood uh, film the other movie had the song that i hate that you keep bringing up i'm only doing it for you simon yeah exactly uh, no so yeah yeah the Brian Adams hit was a number one song, and there was a lot more. I mean, 
push for are that you, movie. Are, it you, was a big are, you, are you really a 90s film if you don't have a cheesy pop song? Well, this was a 90s film. Laid over your credits, yeah, but it's very early 90s. This would have been getting filmed like 1990. Same. Yeah. It, it came out so, almost the same time as Prince yeah, of Thieves. The thing. They were mm. so close together. I think, I, I can't say for anywhere else. Like, obviously, this is a very British-centric movie, so I'm guessing Britain would be completely different. But in Australia... Like the Prince of Thieves, uh, billboards, not billboards, but like the marquees were everywhere. The mm. song was everywhere. The tra- trailers were everywhere. They, they had a toy line. Prince of Thieves was legitimately a cultural phenomenon. I don't know if it did well box office wise. It did the marketing I, thing. I, well, I mean, Prince of Thieves it, it had marketing. had a pretty sensational cast. Yeah. Uh, it, it did have Kevin Costner, which you know <sighs> some people don't like, uh, but it also had Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Christian Slater, Alan Rickman, Geraldine McEwen, Brian Blessed as Lord Loxley. Like, if you've got Brian Blessed in your film, like you've got it, you've got it made. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Masterson. Yeah, yeah. Um, As Marion. Yeah, she was Marion. Michael McShane as Friar Tuck. Like, that's a good. And of course, Sean Connery as King Richard. That's right. Yeah, comes in at the end and doesn't change his accent to be the King of England, who is French. (laughs) Bless him. See, that's that's the thing with Prince of Thieves. The only great stuff in that movie is essentially Alan Rickman and uh, Sean Connery. Mm. Because Alan Rickman is fantastic. The rest of it's kind of forgettable Mm. and or just like ugh. But so so the the Prince of Thieves film, which uh, was released after this film, but interestingly, this film was not released in American cinemas. Yeah. They made the decision to not release it. And in you know what? That's probably contributed to the fact that people don't know it. So Prince of Thieves cost forty-eight million and made yeah. three hundred and ninety million back. Yeah. So Prince Makes of Thieves uh, made made bank. a lot of moolah. It, made it, bank. It, it did well. Uh, unfortunately, the nineteen ninety-one British Robin Hood that we're watching, it cost less. It yeah. cost fifteen million pounds. So it was a third of the budget. Uh, it made. Oh, this is annoying. Okay, so I have to translate this to English money. It made... Sorry. Its budget was £8 million. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, about double for... Yeah. It made back £387,000. Oh, so it was no. a critical flop. It was, it was a financial flop. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it made back... Just doing some quick maths in my head. Um, basically not a lot. <laughs> it basically a, made 600000 yeah. US. Yeah, it, oh. it made back. Uh, it made back like a, th- a twentieth yes. of its budget. Yeah, roughly. Like it, it tanked. But admittedly, that is only the UK cinema release because this was released in UK cinemas. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, because because of the the bigger um, film being made, bigger film, more well-known stars, mm. merchandise, marketing. good marketing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing uh, what marketing can do. So originally. This film was going to be released domestically. It was only going to be released um, by 20th Century Fox domestically in the US. And uh, Corolco Pictures was going to handle the international territories. But the deal fell through due to financial problems. And as a result, Corolco called off distribution rights for the film. Oh, because they were going through issues with uh, the failure of Cutthroat Island at that point, Mm. you know. And, or at least was it just after. So, yeah, I think they... They probably got some money from Terminator, from Terminator Two, but that was like Terminator mm, Two was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so as a result of that being an issue, uh, Fox decided to release Robin Hood internationally as well. Uh, it was first released in Japan in mid April nineteen ninety one, the UK in May, and then the rest of the world in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and because this film didn't perform that well in those international markets, they chose not to release it in American cinemas. But it was released as a three-hour-long television film uh, on Ooh. Fox Night at the Movies in May th- on May the 13th, 1991. So it was three released... hours? Yeah, this with, with commercials. One hour, of course. 44 minutes. Yeah, so that's so... one hour and 16 minutes of commercials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the decision was made that because of Prince of Thieves and because of the issues they were having mm. with finances, that they went, okay, we're not going to release this in American cinemas. It's it's not going to make back the money. We're just going to take the hit. Yeah. We'll release it on our television network and just kind of write the whole thing off. Yeah, um, happens. But, you know, I mean, it's it's here. It's on Disney+. Plus. Admittedly, you have to type in Robin Hood. You don't just type in the R and the O. You, you have to type in the whole thing and then search. You get several Robin Williams films before you get to this <laughs> film. Um, it's, and it's a, I think it's a real shame because mm. it's, it's it's fun. It's charming. 
it's got Uma Thurman as Maid Marian, and she's I, great. Let's, she's awesome. In let's this. talk about how great Uma Thurman is in this because she is really young. She's really young. She is the best thing in this film. Yeah, mm. I would say maybe barring Friar Tuck, somewhat ironically, <laughs> but also maybe Roger, the Sheriff of Nottingham, because even though he is overacting in certain scenes. That is a really interesting take on that character and the performance, I think, is actually mostly quite good. I think she's a great... But, but Uma Thurman is undoubtedly the best thing in this film. She's oh, yeah. she's a fantastic Maid Marian. Like, what a, what a great choice. And just her being so smug about, like, I've had another man and you can't have my virginity and ha 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 screw you. I love that for her. I was like, yes, I believe, I believe you. Mm. There's a lovely bit of... I think there's just all around, there's just a lovely bit of ham acting throughout everyone's performance. Mm. And I think that's works really well for the, yeah, it's, the camp value. It's of this. kind of like yeah. understated ham though, mm. which I dig. It's not like full <laughs> camp. It's not, like It's, not a, full, it's not a full prosciutto. No, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's like yeah. English shaved leg ham. But it's, yes, yeah, yeah. it's a lovely slice of ham with a bit yeah. of cheese. Mm. Yeah, no, it's delightful. Yeah, but... She's just superb. Mm. And she's gorgeous. She's I mean, Emma Thurman. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Doesn't she look like Maya Hawke from Stranger Things? Oh, though? yeah. So <laughs> weird, right? Isn't so that weird? weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, she's she's very, just very good. And, and, and I do have to say, um, I have never seen, I think I said it while we were watching it, I have never seen someone more DTF, more... <laughs> Down to it was a pretty down to fornicate, yeah. Than her and that scene with Robin in the forest where they're just flirting aggressively with each other. And mm. we should add context for the listeners. Uh, May Marion was dressed as a boy. No, no, this is before that. When no, no say like the, yeah, the, when, that, the, the the tension between those two off the bat. Oh, that's just very Shakespearean. Just yeah, like, that continued. But so yeah, good. But that first scene where they're together, where mm. she's on the horse after he's robbed uh, some miles and oh, sent yeah. them all back shirts. No, even before then, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, because all so of those scenes, it's just like, these two are just super unreasonable. And I love that Will Scarlet got it straight away. Will Scarlet was like, I'm just going to go elsewhere now. Well, no, he said the bow needs a uh, grommeting. Yes, grommeting. Just <laughs> use the makeup <laughs> with it. Just so bug us up. And it has to be said. He knows what's going on. It's a good cast. Like, mm. not household names, but Owen Teal as Will Scarlet, better known as the guy from Game of Thrones that got Jon Snow killed the first time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, from um, The Night's Watch. Really weird seeing him 20 years younger, um, but he's great in this. And, of course, Patrick Bergen as mm. Sir Robert Hood slash Robin Hood. Yeah. He's pretty good. This is what I mean when I said earlier. It's like It's surprising how much this guy he's a really good actor he's he's charming he's mm. um he really he's exactly the right level of like charming rap scallion and a piece of shit exactly and that's what i'm saying An arrogant weird... rich man yeah. who has mm. been humbled like he played because... he toes that line really well yeah, mm. i think because this was a box office failure uh in all premature metrics i'm not sure about criticals i don't know about the like rotten tomatoes or anything of like that stuff it's um, about a but... uh... 5.7 yeah that's average. that's probably about where i would go as well mm. uh but yeah this movie was like his big vehicle and it's sad that it did peter out and so maybe maybe mm. this might find a cult following following this podcast mm. but um yeah it's sad that this guy is clearly talented he's got a lot of charm like god could you imagine this guy's bond kind of thing like mm. that's that's the kind of like this guy has got the 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 chops to do something like that but it never took off which is a shame which is a shame because yeah he was good he was good Mm. in this what's what's he doing now i can tell you because i've just looked up his filmography i was about to ask um, (laughs) that um patrick bergen uh who i should point out is irish so and managed to do a convincing english accent kevin Uh, he, hang on, has there been any now I'm trying to think has there been any actual English Robin Hoods at all well Errol Flynn was from Tasmania yeah uh, so no <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe's from New Zealand Taron Edgerton's English right I don't know yeah. I thought he was Australian no he's English oh, yeah okay there maybe go. there is one then because yeah. um, Carrie Elwes is Carrie Elwes is American American <laughs> Um, Patrick do. Troughton, who played him in a film in the 50s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Patrick. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. What about the guy from Robot of Shearwood? Was he English? Robot of Shearwood? Probably. Probably. Um, so, in the year of our Lord 2022, um, Patrick Bergen has appeared in a film called Cold Sun. Uh, uh, no, I don't know that either. 
Uh, but I'm just looking at... He's, he's been working pretty consistently. Nice. He was on uh, 32 episodes of EastEnders in a regular okay. role for a year. Good on him. Wow. Uh, back in 2017, 2018. It's a good paycheck. Oh, yeah. It certainly Steady. is. Yeah, EastEnders is very popular. He yeah. was in Ella Enchanted. Oh, really? He was Sir Peter. Okay. okay. He was in 2002's Dracula as Dracula. Oh, I've heard. Oh, of... wow. Okay. So, like, he's he's worked. He's been doing stuff. Uh, this film was also known as Dracula's Curse. It was... Oh. Uh, a, not the one I'm thinking of. No, it, because this is an Italian two-part mini-series, <laughs> <laughs> um, which yeah, he he stars as Dracula in. Um, Incredible. He's been in a lot of films where it's like, oh, that sounds good, and then you realise it's maybe the knockoff version. Yeah. So he was in 1999's Treasure Island, which is not Muppet Treasure Island, sadly, or Treasure Planet. Uh, he was also in The Lost World. Not The Lost World Jurassic Park, <laughs> but The Lost World, the 1998 adventure oh film based God. on the Conan Doyle novel. Did this just uh, curse him to be, be in the shitty knockoff? Yeah, he was He was Professor Challenger, though. He was the lead character in that film. He was the. He's the lead guy in The Lost World. Sam Neill? No! <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Bergen. It's a, he was in Patriot Games. He had a part in that. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Um, he was in Frankenstein as Victor Frankenstein. The 1992 film uh, from Turner Pictures. Not the uh, one done by Kenneth Branagh, I'm guessing. No, this is the one with Randy Quaid as so, Frankenstein's again, monster. The, the, the lesser cousin. He, he stars He's just turning to Mr. Knockoff. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, I bet he's making bank from this, though. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but on top of all that. Respect yeah. Like, I mean, first of all. Oh, look, yeah, I'm re- a gigging actor. I know what it's like. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Regular job as a working actor. Oh, yeah. And you get to be. Robin Hood in a Robin Hood film opposite Uma Thurman as Maid Marian. Yeah. No wonder he he did, like, he peaked. He peaked in 1991. That's... And then went, you know what? Again. I'm just going to take whatever they give me. And before that, Julia Roberts, like, he mm. played her abusive ex-husband. So uh, Yeah, so, like, know. yeah. He, he... Hashtag gold. Ooh. No, in the sense of, like, you know, you go from a Julia Roberts, like, you know, yeah. who at that point is post-pretty woman. Yeah, was yeah. like, the single was biggest the actress in the planet and then yeah you get to do yeah you get to do sleeping with the enemy with her same year as this film yeah so it's like you you can't begrudge the guy for i mean look i mean look homie homie has clearly built himself a good career good on you man yeah and it's it it is just a shame though because it it doesn't help that he looks like a center back for liverpool from the (laughs) 1980s with the mustache and (laughs) Ever so slightly curly hair. It's uh, it's an unfortunate look that I don't mm. think has aged well. The soul I, patch I, helps, though. The soul patch does yeah. help. I think he's all right, actually. Like, you know, I wouldn't say that he's like, oh, my God, like, yes. Like, sometimes you look at leading men in these kind of, like, swashbuckly films and you're just like, oh, my God, yes. Like, Orlando Bloom in, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, hello, yes, beautiful man. Mm. This guy has something compelling about him, but I wouldn't say that he's, like, beautiful. Or, like, no. or like traditionally, like, super super handsome like you wouldn't look at this guy and be like but, yes uh, no but, but this, there's something about him and that i think is a really magnetic. interesting thing where i feel as though what this film's sort of legacy is the, indirectly the charm and the charisma no carries I think him. this is like a very protozaic version of what would become game of thrones yeah, yeah. you look at a lot yeah. of how this this is He's put together. Bloody, you know, actually, you know who he reminds me of now? I'm thinking about it with the hair and Frankie? the. No, 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 no. Oberyn oh, Martell. Oh, Pedro he's Pascal. Got an, yeah, he's got a bit of an oh. Oberyn Martell kind of vibe he does to have him. A slight, yeah. And a little bit of the, like, oh, we're going to have a bit of a sexy talk. Like, obviously, like, Oberyn <laughs> Martell is a bit more, like, yeah. you know. In your face about In it. your face about Maybe the, 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 the sexy fun times. Himself. This is a bit more subtle, but it's the same vibe. That's who he reminds me of. I've been looking at him the whole film going, who did you remind me of? He reminds me of Pedro Pascal. It's, it's the porn stash. It's the porn stash. It's, it is the mm. porn stash, yeah. Yeah. Well, Patrick Bergen's The Mandalorian never happened, which is a shame. <gasps> oh, he would be a great Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but In the parallel timeline, <laughs> he's just... Even... But I think it's really interesting that <laughs> there was a lot of things watching this film that made me go, this feels like... Very Game of Thrones. What Game of Thrones, particularly that first season of Game of Thrones, yeah. became. It was muddy it, and dirty. They've definitely gone for a more realistic approach, mm. even though, mm. you know, some of the fight choreography is a bit oh, wacky. Pants. You know, Friar Tuck Not is in there just doing 
Oh, God. I kind of, I kind of wanted him to get out a frying pan and just like be whacking people with it, like Samwise style. But no, like Firetuck <laughs> seeing know? a man has been stabbed and just going, "Welcome to hell," is just <laughs> yeah. super. No, even better was the bit where it was like, "Oh, bless me, Father, bless me, I'm dying," yeah. and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, Firetuck being bad at his job by refusing to accept." He was the, selling chicken the, bones as the penance fingers. of a sinner. Well, that's one of yeah. the- and then breaking his neck. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that was also one of the mini bosses. So it's like like moment for cathartis for the actual things, like you know. This, yeah. This douchebag who's been like trying to hang children. Yeah, and, hanging children, yeah. stealing money, and then oh god, the dye fighting scene where he gets covered in purple dye. <laughs> it comes out. The yeah. violet's turning violent. <laughs> it's just yeah, it was. So uh, yeah, and there's just the fact of yeah, he, he's you, you, you imagine this big fuck. So they're kind of like putting up their dukes and these two big round guys, mm. and they come at each other and they kind of start look like they're throttling each other and this guy's like starts going I need to start to confess and it's like oh shit this guy is trying to and, and Frytuck's like not having any of it he's just like nah mate Frytuck yeah. is how everyone would play that situation in a D&D game that's, <laughs> that's it does feel very oh like a D&D god, campaign doesn't is, it yeah. oh my god this is a D&D campaign it, it is, is. Um, yeah Frytuck in this one I think it's really interesting they make no bones, I was about to say. They make no bones <laughs> about about him being a complete bastard, basically. Yes. Like it's great. And it, it is great. Yeah. And it works They're for all the complete tone of this. It's it works great. for the tone of this film. When they robbed the church, yeah. I was genuinely a bit surprised. Because I was, was like, so funny though. God. It was They're funny. stealing all the ladies' circlets. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm gonna chop your nads off, and it's like, oh my god. Did you yeah. notice when the uh, the abbot leaves at the end with with the marriage? He steals back the cross. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> it's like. Mwah. Yeah, lovely bit of acting. Yeah, but there were some moments of this where I'm like, yeah, they are playing a bit dirty. They mm. are maybe that that's more realistic. Sense. Yeah, but, no, but I think it, it works. It, it was reminiscent of <clears throat> some of that sort of Game of Thrones style. Mm. Uh, yeah, the world's a harsh place. This is like Game of Thrones, but for like children. Yeah, <laughs> and then that one scene with maggots in the eyes. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was very Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. That, that absolutely was. Like the betrayer being betrayed by the betrayers. That idiot. He was just like, oh, you're going to give me money, right? It's like, well, clearly you're in league with him, so now we're going to torture you and then kill you. <laughs> I was like, how did you think this was going to go, buddy? It's almost you're an like idiot. you shouldn't make a deal with that particular devil. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. Yeah. That's what you get for being jealous of the guy who's charismatic. See, this is why all people in the past nearly clearly need to watch more movies so they know about this type of stuff. Oh, no. That's the whole thing, though, is that the, the people who get their comeuppance is it's always like they're, they're always genre savvy in the wrong genre. <laughs> no, no, legitimately. Like, yeah. like horror movies, you know. Yeah. And and they and they take the Mickey out of that in a lot of horror movies. It's like, oh, you know, you're gonna kill me, and that's where you get your things like scary movie and that type of thing. Yeah. Because you've got these characters who are in a movie, but they're trying to apply rules of a different genre to it, mm. and and then they get killed for it. Like if you swapped, if like for example, if you had Hamlet and Macbeth, and you swapped those two title characters, amazing. Put them in each other's places. Put them in each other's places in each other's stories. Be fantastic because Macbeth would be like, okay. The, the king did the thing. Great, I'll just kill him. Boom. He, well, after, after his wife told him After to. his wife told him to. <laughs> and Hamlet would be like, maybe maybe we shouldn't murder people. Maybe maybe like we should like not be bad people. And do or maybe stuff. we should. Or I don't maybe know. we should. I don't know. Should we do it or shouldn't we? Are you yeah. spitballing a, 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 a theatrical event where it's just literally like condensed versions and just do a swap around at the break? I mean... I have spoken about this before and I do think it would be That'd great. That would be pretty cool. But that's yeah. the thing. If you're in the wrong genre or like, like, like mm. if you're playing by the rules of one genre and everybody else is playing by a different one and that can be used to like very good dramatic effect as evidenced by Hamlet or, or very great comedic effect as in like Enchanted. Mm. 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 I, I Which like is a great film and we need to do that on this podcast. We do. Because the new one is coming out at some point. Yes. And I'm so excited for At it. At some point, we'll get it in there. Paul um, Patrick Dempsey just doesn't know he's in a musical. A quick shout out for Sir Miles. Um, <laughs> Such a joke. His little eye twitch. Yeah. <laughs> the eye twitches. That's some. Oh. That, uh, that's almost Inspector Dreyfus level of eye twitch. Yeah, it was good. Panther. Yeah, and he gets his neck cut and then cut <laughs> again. And then cut again. I was like, uh, I mean, you're that, a that, bastard. That, that but, like, congealed oh. so fast. I was like... The first scene where they cut it open, I was like, that's clotting very quickly. <laughs> that's clotting very Just quickly. A flesh wound. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he was he was great. His butter scratch. He's got too much too much um what's the thing that helps you to clot? Too many too many red blood cells. Just yeah. insta clot. Yeah, but um, Just as well. 
yeah, J- Jürgen Prock now, who played Sir Miles. Um, just, just great <laughs> seeing him. Can I just him. shout out to him hanging off the rope with the sword, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> swinging around in a circle. That death scene is ah! so long, it's it's so stupid. And then he comes to the hallway and it's just, he's standing there with the sword sticking out of him. It's like, bro. Yeah, Dude. that was a a drawn out death scene. Very and pantomimic. It was Very funny. So... Oh, it was great though. It was, it was just it. really fun. It was silly. Uh, it was extremely silly though. Um, hmm. Did you know that Jürgen Prochnow was in 1984's June? Oh, really? Have you Who seen else? that one? Yeah. yeah. What's that? He's, uh, I haven't. He's Duke Leto Atreides. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he uh, a very fa- craggly face. Yeah, does the uh, the poison tooth thing? Maybe that's why they had to keep cutting him on the neck because he still had the poison tooth installed. <laughs> if the sword went too high, he'd accidentally poison himself and die. Oh, maybe. Man. Who knows? Um, yeah, and then the film ends because the sun comes out, <laughs> <laughs> which just felt like. One of those moments where th- this film does a lot of things really well. A couple of things it doesn't do well. Uh, one is the soundtrack. I don't think the soundtrack oh, is particularly good. Um, in they fact, just needed John Williams to come in. Yeah, and just do. Not some Not every film can have John Williams. Like he he's got a he's got a rate, and it's probably more than this film could afford. Probably, probably. this film's budget. Yeah. Mm. Well, and this film's box office. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Probably <laughs> can, probably couldn't afford to tell John Williams it exists. It costs too much. Um, yeah, it's. It, it, the soundtrack isn't great. The sun coming out at the end after the wedding. The, the wedding was good. Hmm. Ending of Robin Hood film is oh. is kind of interesting, but the way that they decided to do it by having everyone suddenly go, wait, the sun, which hadn't been out the entire film. Yeah, because hmm. it's the middle of winter. Also, it's the north of England. Yes. Now, admittedly, as someone who was born and grew up in the north of England, that is how we look at the sun when it comes out. Like, We're like, oh. Magical ball in the sky. Quick, everyone, take off your Wicker Man costumes and let's enjoy the sun. I mean, that's kind of, yeah. I do like how Irma Thurman has magical teleportation powers, including she gets married and all of a sudden she's got a magical rose, uh, sorry, flower crown on her head. Mm -hmm. And behind her ear. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the beginning part of the scene, she just appears in scenes, like, Literally in places where she was impossible for her to be in previously, mm. like when there's like she was just riding by, just chilling out, and was like, "Oh, what's going on over here?" Yeah, and just like, like came over. They've been like, circled by people with horses at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, they, the camera just cuts to stage, uh, sorry, oh. to screen left, and also Maid Marian is there, and then like like literally like two scenes later, uh, when um, Robin and what's his face are talking, and then she's just there, it's just like, what? Mm. <laughs> yeah. The sun coming out was weird. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It didn't feel like they made enough of a deal of the sun it's, not being it's, out. It's, it's the hope for the future. It, w- yeah. it wasn't quite Mr. Tops from the end of the apple. Oh, my God. Which is the most out of nowhere ending to a film I've ever seen. And but that this includes w- the end of Holy Grail. Oh, but, boy. But this was pretty, pretty odd. Have you seen the apple? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, well, we've, we've already recorded that episode, but yeah, the apple is... No, but it's just as soon as you said Holy Grail, I was like, yeah, I remember the first time watching Holy Grail and that happened. And you're like, just like, what? Excuse mm. me? Excuse yeah. me, what? Yeah. Would you guys like some trivia about Robin Hood trivia. from 1991? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Uh, I hope that you like trivia about Prince of Thieves that's connected <laughs> to this film, because that's basically it. Uh, there's not a lot of trivia, but all of this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true... Don't blame me. In an unusual twist, the villains in this film are renamed. They are not the Sheriff of Nottingham and Guy of Gisborne. They are renamed as Baron Roger de Guerre and Sir Miles Falconet. So mm. Sir Miles is the stand-in for Guy of Gisborne. Uh, the Baron is the Sheriff. Um, it's never made clear if this was done to distance itself from the Prince of Thieves movie or if because the filmmakers were hoping to try and make it more historically accurate and giving the Norman bad guys French names. Mm. I got that vibe, to be honest. Yeah, mm. that kind of felt I, more I, like a thing. I think it's more of the second than the first. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a cool touch. Mm. And, you know, it's it's pretty obvious who they're standing in for. Well, if the sequel would have been made, then that's when you go, aha, Sheriff of Nottingham. Don't call me that. I'm, I've given up my lands, remember? Yeah. So. I, I thought that was a really nice touch, actually, mm. I will say. Having Roger, he never, even though he was the baddie mm. for most of this film, like the, the, the big baddie in this film, 
that connection and friendship he had with Robin at the start never quite left. No. Yeah, yeah. he was always a bit like... Mm. And the fact that it was Will Scarlet as well that convinces him to throw down his sword mm. and to give up the titles. It's like, he's w- your friend. Yeah, was he's I think pretty friend. good. Because ultimately, the, the end goal is Robin can't take on the whole of England. Like, no. that whole thing of the Saxons can't overthrow the Normans. The Normans have too much wealth. And the Saxons as a nation state really don't exist by this point. Mm. But they are still the Saxon people. Yeah. Mm. So that idea of we should just learn to live together and get over our differences is like, you know what, that's kind of maybe the only sort of way that everyone's going to get a reasonably happy ending. Yeah, and he kind of goes like, yeah, I, I, see, I see, yeah, that but makes the fa- sense. The let's, fact let's he gave this. up his power... Mm. And they had that ceremony with him giving up his power to Robin. Yeah, and he was just like, you know what? I was like, you know what? That's actually something I haven't seen in a Robin Hood story before. Mm. And Somebody going, like, I was wrong. You're probably right. Yeah, it usually ends with like King Richard turning up and giving Robin... Turning up and going, I'm the true king of England. Yeah. And everyone must do as I say. Yeah, so Patrick Stewart just like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It's good oh, it's to be so the king. Good. It's good to be the king. Um... The other bit of trivia uh, is that... Is that it? Yeah, this is the other bit of trivia. (laughs) During production, this film wasn't just called Robin Hood, nor was it called Robin Hood 1991 with Uma Thurman. No, wait, come back, please. Uh, It was originally subtitled Robin Hood, Thief of the Forest. It is unclear if that was dropped because it was trying to distance itself from Prince of Thieves, which was obviously the subtitle of Cosmos. I think we all kind of know who Robin Hood is. Hmm. Even Prince of Thieves doesn't work like he's not just a thief he's the prince of but you thieves. can't just call it robin hood because there's another one called robin yeah. hood come out in the same year and it's so confusing well, that, okay maybe that's the thing like did they choose a really terrible subtitle uh to distance themselves from this production because i that's one thing we've not even really discussed we're, like, we're gonna go see robin hood oh the one with kevin costner no 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 well no. we're in america so there's only one in the cinema apparently mm. <laughs> well no what i mean is uh it's not been discussed because I don't think any of us have found out or done the research, I mean, myself included. Because, um, yeah, we say that one was released, or both were released the same year, but because productions vary on time and length, we don't know, well, just at this point, uh, which one was developed first, because that's always one of those things where sometimes a script goes around for years. This is what I say about those knockoff movies. A script will go around for years. A studio likes it, but they don't want to put the money in. Mm. So when someone else picks up that script, they go, well, we were going to buy that script, so we'll just hire someone else to essentially copy the cliff notes and make our own. That's how a lot of those dual productions happen, Mm. like Deep Impact and Armageddon, all that type of stuff end up from that same thing. There usually was Mm. a script going around because this is 20th century century Fox. Um, They're a big distributor and producer, so uh, who knows? I don't know who distributed uh, Prince of Thieves because it could have been the same people. Uh, Warner Brothers did Prince of Thieves. So yeah, two big studios. So it's very possible that the one script went to both. It could also be that they were being produced around the same time and one was like, oh, this cast is much bigger. Um, So I can tell you that both of these films were based off the 1938 Errol Flynn version. That, that was their... They both went, this is what we're going to try and recapture. Yeah. Um, the filming for um, the version we have just watched, uh, having just done a little bit of quick research then, uh, was filmed on location at Peckforton Castle in Cheshire, England. Um, and this one was all filmed around uh real english locations you can tell by how frosty uh (laughs) grass is in a lot of those scenes um but filming for it in terms of dates are not included here Mm. um the filming for robin hood prince of thieves we know that development officially began in august 1989 um which was when the uh writer producer pen densham um decided to create uh, this particular version of the film. His producing partner, John Watson, uh, then went scouting for filming locations uh, in the UK. Um, they set September the 3rd as the filming deadline in aggressive competition against the other version being made by 20th go. Century Fox. <laughs> so so Prince of Thieves, by the sounds of it, got in first in yeah. terms of filming. But obviously they knew the competition. Hmm. So, mm. And there are very similar in storylines especially when you consider now 
Prince of, uh, Men in Tights as well just follows this formula and stuff mm. like that. Now, the one thing I was going to say is, uh, you're talking about the location. We kept making jokes about Doctor Who. I think this is the same location that we used for the Doctor Who episode, um, the one where Compaldi's stuck in the... Uh, in the oh, Heaven, heaven Sent. Heaven Sent, yeah. Because yeah. you look at the wall textures and the, the shape of the walls. I don't know, just working Or a memory. similar sort of... Yeah, but I think some of those... Uh, walls and the brickwork and the colour on those things mm. it could be the same place so, and you know the, the, the parapets and stuff like that mm. uh, Heaven Sent was filmed at uh, Carefilly Castle so oh, a different okay. castle damn oh. um, but you know it's castles similar yeah, they, 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 they all look, look the same so similar I was just like going, it could, no, it's, there's only so many ways to pile up a rock like that's, that's what we've learned um, so yeah all of the trivia from this film is actually just Prince of Thieves <laughs> trivia I'm afraid <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Rebel Hunter 1991. You've been done so dirty. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah, you've been done dirtier than uh, Sir Miles getting stabbed in the chest at his own wedding. <laughs> Which, again, is a very Game of Thrones thing now I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just the, the Game of Thrones prototype. George R. R. Martin was watching this in the early 90s and going, ah, oh, book idea. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, with all that being said, it's time to score the film. Ellen. Mm-hmm. It was your first time watching Robin Hood 1991. You know, Irma Thurman, not the other one. Um, <laughs> what score would you give it out of ten? Um, I'm going to give it. I've got. I've got two things that I could that I could possibly use. So I'm going. I'm going to use. I'm going to use. I'm going to use the less gross one. Okay. Um, I'm going to do six men falling down in the woods out of ten. There are at least six men falling down. <laughs> <laughs> so much falling. Was that? It was that. It was that. Yeah. Just so falling the mu- the yeah. musical yeah um so six pretty, pretty yeah good. six yeah. pretty pretty middle of the road it wasn't like super duper amazing it wasn't shit no. um yeah but yeah it was either six men falling down in woods or well I might use it so. okay well, or Simon I'll... might use it oh, I've already got mine. I won't say what it is then <clears throat> I've already got mine okay that's fine ah. Simon what score would you give this film out of ten I would give this six insanely over the top jesters <laughs> oh we haven't even talked about jester i know oh Oh, he was just having a great time he was just living his best life and i love how he was always just sprawled on something like like a little golem in a jester suit just like that one shot where they zoomed in on him like doing the the golem poses you say on the table he just threw a glass of wine over his head i was waiting for somebody to threaten to kill him to be honest so uh, the reason why I gave it a six, because yeah, I, I totally agree. It's a, it's definitely above a five, like below average, not good enough for a seven. It's one of those it's movies where, yeah, it's, it's solidly six. a six. Uh, if there's things that could have been done to have made it, it's one of those things that like, as a bare bones movie, you could see the potential in this. Yeah, six stars for um, Uma Thurman. Oh yeah, like the cast, and, the cast and script and all that type of stuff is really good. There's some things like the, some of the choreography is a bit chunky. The music, some of the camera, the music is does especially kill it. It's just one yeah, of those really things does. where mm. that can really make or break a film. And I think it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't break the film, but it doesn't help. Like, the music alone, if that had a good soundtrack or at least some better soundtrack and better use of the soundtrack, it probably would have propelled it to a seven or eight. Mm. I don't think it also um, helps. Like every time they did the little hunting ditties as they were yeah. like driving, I started to go, started to do the kazoo sound. I was like, God damn it. We both did it. That in you've just ruined this for me and I love it. But also, yeah, it's one of those things if some little tweaks, this could have, it wouldn't have made it the best movie ever. It would have really could have propelled it forward a bit more. But as it is, it's a very solid film. It's and, a good film. Uh, I can't give it more than six, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, deser- it deserves more love. It deserves a bit of a cultural uh, I think so. revisit, I think. I think Sarah would like this film. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, well, we'll ask her, because uh, she might be appearing on another Robin Hood she episode in the near future. <laughs> um, for me, oh, and uh, Felin McDermott played the Jester. This was his screen debut. Amazing. Uh, he's become a, so good. a a pretty prolific stage actor. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, he was in um, a production, a Nottingham Playhouse production of Sandy Toxvig's *The Pocket Dream*. Uh, in the same year this film was released, uh, he's also done, uh, funnily enough, quite a lot of improv. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I bet he was just farting around, just making stuff up every day on this set. And yeah, he's done a lot of productions. A lot of productions um, for the English National Opera as well. So again, yeah, okay, I would pay that. He's him being a theatre actor <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, just the physicality and some of the choices he was making. And I bet if he'd done improv, he was just doing different crap mm. every take, and they were probably like, yeah, we're just 
You threw wine on yourself? That's the take we're going to use. Let's mm. go for it. Mm. He's from Manchester as well. Oh, mm. well, there you go. So, you know, there's a few of us out there. Funny little Manchester boys. I, I could be a jester. You, yeah. Although I have the build of Friar Tuck more so at the moment, <laughs> so I'd just be... I mean, you have I'm played an evil clown before. I have actually played Friar Tuck now, I just realised. Yeah, you have. Wow. Yeah, in a, in a pantomime. <laughs> he has. Uh, did I wrestle and break a man's neck? No, I did not, but... Well, uh, next time. You had little adorable rosy little cheeks, though. I did, I did. It was the minstrel's tail, it was so good. Yes. Did you have a little nose thing he has on there as well? No, I didn't have a nose cod piece thing. <laughs> I, was just, uh, I was not the Lord of Misrule. Uh, I'm pretty uh, uh, sure I did the fry attack from Disney thing where I bumped somebody with my fake belly. Nice. With your belly. Yeah. That was nice. great. For me, um, I really like this version. And I'm very aware that I've given the other two versions 7 out of 10 mm. so far. Uh, and a bit of me is tempted to change that just to be different, but I'm not. I- I'm going to I'm gonna give it 7 um, eye socket maggots out of 10. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to do for my other option, specifically the maggots. Oh, we're so in sync, darling. Yeah. We're so in sync. Yeah. <laughs> we're not quite because he gave it 7. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 but like in terms of the maggots, <laughs> yeah. we're so in opinions. sync. Well, yeah. you need two maggots. I mean, guess what's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is clearly why we got married, yeah. clearly. A, a good marriage... <laughs> A good marriage is built on maggots. opinion of maggots. <laughs> I maggots specifically. Yeah, um, it, it's it's really fun. Yeah. It, it's really really quite a fun film. And when it was uh, picked as our film for the for the Patreon uh, public vote, um, when when that was the one that was real to have won, I went ah oh, a little bit because I really wanted to watch Robin and the Seven Hoods. <laughs> I really wanted to do a, a crappy Rat Pack film with Peter Falcon. Do you know the funny but... thing is, uh, even though I chose this film as mm. one of the ones, I I didn't uh, vote for it because, as in, I missed the link on Facebook, so I usually vote on every too. single one, mm. and it was just that thing of like, oh Robin, Hood. oh shit, it actually got voted. Yeah, no, it it, it won by a pretty clear margin. Damn. So uh, sorry, sorry for any fans of Robin and the Seven Hoods, but oh, we may get time. to that one one day. Um, Your next Robin Hood month. I mean, we could do another one. Yeah. I mean, there's a load we haven't got to. We, we're not doing Prince of Thieves, despite the fact that we've spoken about it so much. <laughs> well, um, got the big ones are, yeah, yeah, Prince of Thieves, Robin Hood, uh, All the Stones, and uh, the, the modern remake. Mm. And that's three enough as it is mm. yeah. to do another month. Yeah, so, we'll, 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 yeah, uh, maybe, maybe if everyone's good, we'll do another Robin Hood month in the future. Maybe, maybe if somebody, if, if you have trilogy months all the time, somebody might just be like, we'll just oh God. do yeah. all the Robin Hood films again. That's true. Although we do have trilogy month coming up uh, soon in, in September. How many actually. trilogies have we got left to do? They keep making them. Oh my God. <laughs> Sadly, they keep making trilogies. You've done The Matrix, haven't you? We've done, done the, the first trilogy? one, but there's three more. We could do the Matrix. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. There was a new one. Yeah. Um, Damn. And we could do the Animatrix if we really <laughs> needed to. Why are the trilogies? We've done so many trilogies. We've only done You've as done trilogies it. Back yeah. to the Future, yeah. Lord Indiana of the Rings, Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. and The Terminator. We've only done four trilogies. And we could do I mean, another Terminator I mean, trilogy now. You could do The Hobbit. Nah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like We've already done the first Hobbit film as well. Could do How to Train Your Dragon. We haven't done How to Train Your Dragon. We haven't done Shrek films. We haven't done Toy Story. That's oh, a trilogy of trilogies. We haven't done right Toy now. Story? No. What? Because there's only so many weeks in a year and we've only been doing this program <gasps> for five and a half years. So there's some good hints for you. If you want to if you want to jump on the Patreon, the trilogy you can, I want. for Trilogy Month, you can suggest some of these. The trilogy I want is Star Trek 2, 3 and 4. Yes, and, uh, by all means, you may nominate that one again. Because <laughs> I want to watch Space Whales. I, I really just want to get Space to. Well, that's the thing. You have to. It, ha- it is a proper true trilogy. It mm. is two, three, four. You can't watch four, two, three. It has to be two, three, four. Mm. That is actually an overarching narrative. Yes. Anyway, I feel like we've gotten away a little bit. <laughs> anyway, yes. From Robin Hood, nineteen ninety-one. So I'm going to take this opportunity to go. Simon and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up thank Club. So Thanks for so having so me. That was that was, that was fun. good. That was yeah. Fun. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. There's one more Robin Hood film to go. Woo! It's Men in Tights. Yes. That's right. Tights. Yes, tight (laughs) tights. This time uh, next week, if you're listening when this episode is released, uh, there will be an episode where we review Mel Brooks's Robin Hood Men in Tights. But how, I hear you say, can I get a hold of it? Well, go to your podcast provider of choice. SoundCloud, Spotify iTunes, any of them, just go there and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And if you hit subscribe, you get a new episode each and every week. We've done 275 straight weeks of this, guys. I think at this point, 
you're gonna get an episode every week until until I need a holiday, basically. And then you book a whole load of guests ahead. So. Yes, I usually That's do. That's usually what he does. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yes, it's um, yeah, you get an episode. <laughs> so yum yum yum. Please enjoy. Uh, we also have a Patreon, as we discussed. If you want to get on and help build those polls and get bonus content, extra features, and that kind of thing, you know, try and back up Simon when he uh, <laughs> he, he has some of his ideas. Although you you got this one through, so well done. Thank you. Um, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, but maybe more. I mean, times are hard. I need to put bread in my basket. Uh, if you would like to. Um, <laughs> If you would like to support us on the Patreon, then uh, steal from yourselves and give to me. Go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash CCUC podcast. And finally, uh, there is also our Facebook page. Just for news and updates uh, about the program and anything like that, go to Facebook and search for The Cinema Catch-Up Club. That is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. The sun's coming out. Bye. Tomorrow. Yeah, no, that's exactly You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.